On The Written Compass, I have spoken about how schools and the ways we learn writing often serve as an act of oppression. And today, I want to use that understanding to talk about something that's a little uncomfortable, which is the most recent terrible violent act that happened in the United States in Buffalo, New York on May 14th. I am sad that this is an episode that I need to share. And I know in my heart, it is something that needs to be shared because silence is compliance. So thank you for being here today. And let's get started on this hopefully powerful invitation of an episode. Welcome. We are in a new month heading into June, and this is episode 31. So we are over 30 episodes into the written compass. And just to kind of like reflect and go back to the beginning, which is connected to the focus of this particular episode, you know, I really started this podcast project because kind of my tagline was I wanted a space for inspiration, education, and activation of powerful new narratives in the world of business and life from heart-centered folks just like you. And what has evolved is a space to talk about some of the nuts and bolts of writing, how writing reflects as well systemic social issues of oppression, and then hopefully has been inspiring you to get writing. And I'm coming to this particular episode from a very, you know what, I am not an expert and I'm going to likely get a lot wrong today. And I'm having a very both and moment. I know silence is compliance. So Thank you in advance for being here. If you uh, looked at the podcast episode for the, or the title for this particular episode, you kind of know where I'm coming from. So thank you in advance for being here on this messy journey, needed journey um, for this particular episode. So if for some reason you are not familiar or aware, um, Saturday, May 14th, 2022, yes, I'm saying the year with intention. I'll speak to that in just a moment. An 18-year-old white male shot 13 people. Um, 10 of those died, and this happened in and around a historically black community grocery store in Buffalo, New York. 11 of the 13 people were black, and based on reports so far, the shooter intentionally targeted a predominantly black community and store based on his beliefs around white people being erased in some way. And I'm not quoting here. This is just kind of my broad summary of the moments that I have chosen to dip into the nitty gritty of this story. And I'm going to talk about that because I have a choice <laughs> on whether I, how I, how much I get to invest and investigate in moments like these. Um, so I'm going to be sharing from that today. So just a little bit of warning. If this is not the episode for you, you are welcome to move on. And if you're feeling that discomfort, I just want to know you to know that you are not alone and there is power in sitting in that for just a few more moments in this podcast episode. So when these moments happen, and they happen far too often, and then they get gone and get forgotten way too quickly for various reasons, many reasons, which is why I included the date in the year. In case you are listening to this in the future, but when these moments happen, what happens is, is I have a physical reaction. I just sort of go limp. And I think not again. And I'm fully aware that this is a privileged response as a middle-class white woman, for sure. Because BIPOC folks have been used to these kinds of violent acts against them for their lifetime, as well as generations before them. And I, on this podcast, have spoken about how 
places and institutions like schools and the ways we learn writing are acts often as, and, and function as a form of oppression to those who are in the BIPOC community who don't fit into the white middle class standard English slants that are taught in systems of education. And that's oppressive. And so I want to speak directly to myself and I'm, I'm using myself as a representative of white folks. And I'm doing that because I am not an expert and I am not in the social justice field. I am not an expert, nor should I be in equity and diversion and inclusion, uh, diversity and inclusion. The experts that I invest in and look to for learning and unlearning around my internalized white supremacy and internalized forms of oppression, they do not look like me, nor should they. And yet I know that I need to speak directly to white folks here. And so I'm going to use myself as the focus. And because I can only speak for myself. And yet my hope is that this call to do some active writing, writing that can support the dismantling of oppression. I really hope it does make you squirm a bit. I'm okay with making you uncomfortable for the next few minutes. And I've been using currently for this moment in history, this particular act of just utter hate and violence and terrorism. I've been using writing and language to dismantle the oppressive thoughts and views that I consciously or subconsciously may be holding. I've been using writing to explore my own understandings of oppression. I've been using writing to get connected to the ways that I consciously or unconsciously perpetuate the systems of oppression that inevitably lead to violent crimes like the one that this 18-year-old white male in Buffalo, New York, just committed. And I can say for myself, you know, I'm not directly, you know, changing the mind of someone who makes a choice like this. But on a micro level, I believe that my continuing reflecting and then making aligned action choices out of that reflection can contribute to changing the systems and to continue to look at where I may be contributing or perpetuating these ideals and these about the beliefs. I have an obligation, I believe, to address and deal with my stuff. My good friend and my fellow coach and I, we've been, we've been having heavy discussions this week and they have not been comfortable. And she reminded me how it's a luxury. It's a luxury for white people to be able to see things in the news, to see these acts of violence, to have our sadness, to send our thoughts and our prayers, and then close that news tab, right? Scroll on past the feed that is showing up for us, for us turn off the TV and just kind of keep on trucking. Yes, we send our hearts, right? We, we pause, we pray, whatever it may be that allows us in the moment to feel whatever we think we need to feel. And then we can move on. And Black people don't have that luxury. The story, too, of that I know I have said in the past is, oh, this is just one individual. It's not representative. It's not the collective issue of a whole people, of all white people. And, and that's some, not something I no longer say, and that is because of the reflective writing and critiquing and communicating and the work that I have been doing. I, I truly 
feel that. And I write about that. So in this moment, I invited myself to do some reflecting and writing about my stories, my family's stories that may contribute to some long held beliefs I have about others that don't look like me. And I'm continuing to get them out and continuing to examine them because staying silent is a form of compliance, internalizing and just sending our, our thoughts, my thoughts, my prayers, and nothing else is a form of compliance. And I may not know where to begin. I often do not know where to begin. So I start with myself and I share what I'm doing. I'm doing it pretty darn publicly right now on a podcast and it is not about getting it right. It is not about perfection. I don't know what I'm doing and I know I need to be on this path, on this journey. So I share what I'm doing. I support others in exploring their voices, their messages, because we are a species that connects through stories. We've talked about that in this podcast before. And I believe that on a micro level, at least, if we continue to share our stories, and it starts with sharing them with ourselves first, but even the ones, the thoughts, the beliefs that we aren't proud of that maybe show up unexpectedly, but especially the stories I, I want and need to hear, we need to hear stories that are not our own. But when we hear and con- because when we hear and connect with another human story, heart to heart, and we don't just continue hearing this pale, male, stale series of stories that represents one part, one tiny part of the population, and we stop having and creating systems and following systems and policies that uphold that one lived experience, that one part of the population's experience, I truly believe when we shift away from that, tides start to shift. We see change. We change. So I'm not trying to come to some conclusion or some answer. I'm not trying to tell you, listener, to do anything in particular. I'm simply sharing what has shown up for me and how writing supports me and the people I support in dismantling oppression and dismantling and trying to, on a micro level, shift these systemic, long, historically systemic issues that we don't have the luxury. If you are here to be a human and be connect to others and support others and help others, we don't have the luxury any longer of ignoring that when we start to acknowledge and use writing in these ways, um, things shift, things change. So I hope this podcast is viewed as an invitation and I trust you to make whatever meaning around that invitation, whatever you need to for you. Thank you so much for being here today. This was not an easy one and there was no doubt that it needed to exist. So thank you for being here and holding space and allowing me to share. As always, I am here for the discussion. So if you want to respond in any way, shape, or form that feels aligned and productive (laughs) for these continued conversations and reflections, feel free to head over to Instagram and hit me up at Shana Hartman underscore. And let's have a conversation because I do believe in communication and writing is the way, is part of the way, not the way, is a way to start to unmantle, dismantle and unwrap and unpack 
these deep, deep, deep seated issues in our worlds. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Written Compass. If you are loving this content, then please share this episode and tag me on Instagram at Shana Hartman underscore. And if you're wondering how you can implement the ideas I share here and really begin creating your amazing book, I want to connect with you even more. Head over to shanahartman.com slash the written compass to learn even more about not only writing your book, but truly experiencing your words.